Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back. I always want to play that, like, is it Mace? That Mace song, like, welcome back. Welcome not back. You told me. Really? I would have had it no. queued up. Oh, it's a good one. It's a dope song. Believe you. Is it called Welcome Back? I think so. By Mace, I want to say. Makes a lot of sense. I feel like we've talked about this. So how's everyone been since last pod? I see you got your uh, posty cup. I love that. Sure do. Where are you at, Gab? You're not representing? No. You still don't want to use it? Well, it's just a big cup. I'll use it. I'll use it at home probably because I have like my big cup for my water and this cup for my coffee. What do you think the size of that is compared to that? Probably not that that's much bigger, like, right? Oh, it's got to be like half. That's probably like what, 16 to 20 ounces? It's a girthy boy. 30, 30, 32 ounces. I'm just way off. So, What do you think? I mean, I knew it was bigger, but I'm just like, is it that much bigger? Look at that from the base, bro. Look at that girth from the base. Probably is. Yeah, it does. Not the girth. It's a nice cankle right there. That's it's, circumference, dude. It's giving girth. <laughs> Speaking of, dude, I was at Disney the other day. I saw, I saw, I've never seen cankles like this. I mean, obviously, bit, huge legs first. You're talking like gout ankles or like just yeah, genetics? Maybe. Well, she was, uh, you know, she was of, Plus size. of a large proportion. And she basically, like, probably the bad way to say that. But, um, large proportion. It doesn't even make sense. But it looked like straight up, like, it's, it looked like you put like My massive gosh, hot dogs in a tiny pair of shoes, is what it looked like. You know what I mean? I was like, kind of straight down. It what was if she crazy. has a health issue? She, oh, I guarantee she has health issues. <laughs> Not diabetes? No, I mean, hey. I that's, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why when you <laughs> said the hot dog thing, I ma- it made me think of this. Have you seen those videos where they make like glizzy burgers? Excuse me? No. They take hot dogs and just like slice them right down. Like you leave the ends intact and then you just make a slice all the way through like an inch in on each side. And then it like opens up this like pocket and then you stuff a bunch of like ground beef in there and then you like cook them up and then you just, it's like, like a, it's a glizzy burger. I love how we're talking about glizzies and Justin figures out a way to make this shape with his hands. He's just exactly like, you just what do it this. does. And you put the meat rod in now. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. You know, yeah. there's a good reason why they're popular. Yeah. You can't both drink at the same time that no one's talking. All right. Anyway, Justin, what do you got for us? What have you been, what have you been studying in the book of Justin lately? The book of Justin. Uh, just a lot of the polymath stuff. So just I don't know what from, that is. What is that? It's uh, I think it technically translates to like many learnings. So where a lot of people will find like a seed of truth, they tend to like latch onto it and then just go super hard in that direction. And then if you're not careful, it can lead you to being like more closed minded to like other opinions or other science or, you know, other stuff. So it's kind of you know, taking everything with a grain of salt. Cause for me, it's really about 
listening and just taking information in and then trusting that when I sit with it, like in stillness and quiet, then I just trust whatever that small internal kind of quiet voice within whatever that is to kind of just like be the radar and the the detector to figure out, you know, what, what makes sense, what doesn't and what, you know, what's even worth. I don't know. It's almost like a fancy way of saying like being stubborn (laughs) is you just get these ideas in your head and you're just like that. This is the way and that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a balance of like that stubbornness of like, I'm stubborn in the sense of I'm determined to be open-minded regardless of what other people around me might think. But when it goes in the actual pursuit of truth or knowledge or information, it's just trying to be humble and understand that like, I don't know everything. So it's like all, I mean, all religion is, is just like our attempt to explain the divine. And it's like, we are so dumb compared to the divine. So it's like this infinite intelligence or creator. So it's like almost, yeah, it's almost like funny to me that we think that like, that we think we can figure it out and then just, cause I think the challenge is it's like, once you get to that place where you feel like you figured it out, then you just kind of shift in more of a closed minded and you stop opening yourself up and learning and you kind of just, and I mean, if that works for you, great. So to bring the angle back even further, you could argue that being of this mindset that everything's open, right? You could go so far into that belief that you start thinking that nothing is, uh, I should say like solid or defined, Mm -hmm. which there's like those people out there, right. That are just like loopy and just like anything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just go with the wind. So it's like, as humans, it's like weird. Cause I agree. Like I, I like being open-minded about stuff, but at some point it's kind of like, there are certain things it's kind of like good to be closed-minded about like the, like the basic basics, you know, like physics and like gravity. Yeah. We always use that great example, but it's a good one. Gravity. It's like All right. to be open-minded about how the basics of gravity work here on earth. It's kind of like, right. it's kind of a waste of time, you know? <laughs> well, I think that's the challenge. It's like, I think the word that comes to my mind is like wisdom. It's like knowing where to stay open-minded and where to kind of be more stubborn or closed-minded for sure. Yeah. Gabby, what are you stubborn about? Everything. (laughs) That's the correct answer. (laughs) Appreciate the honesty. Yeah, that's great. Um, Is there anything like, so if if I were to ask Rachel, what's the biggest thing Gabby just is stubborn about she puts her foot down no like negotiation i don't know she'd probably agree with me disc golf <laughs> she'd be like there's nothing it's like in a nervous voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's great i'm staring at her wide-eyed <laughs> yeah don't, about, you, what you don't you dare <laughs> that's funny yeah you know i heard of this thing my mom told me about this thing um like you know tony robbins they're doing like a he did a program with Matthew McConaughey or something like that. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Apparently there's some kind of thing that they had going on. Is it like, I was hoping you'd heard of it. So I guess it's the end of that conversation. <laughs> is it connected? Like his new book that like green lights. Green lights yeah, it is. Is that new? No, I mean, relatively. It's, yeah, it's I mean, the last few years, I guess, but it was, uh, 
Yeah, she was telling me about it, so we don't talk about that anymore. Did what you is, read that book? It used to be in your office, right? Uh-huh. You know how many books I've bought and never finished? <laughs> All of Bro, them. I've read so many first chapters. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> now I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to read the back and see if... That's the problem. You know how get the audio I need to do this. <laughs> you know how I, I, I equate it to like, you know how, uh, uh, I told you about the diet thing and how, like, if you eat like, uh, the salad and then like, when you get to like the meal, don't eat the fries first, even though it's for me, it's tempting. Cause I hate cold fries and I won't eat them, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all the cart. Like, so you should eat the protein first, the good stuff. Right. So I started doing that and then I like, I won't really want the fries and I'm like in the book, it's like. You're going to read an introduction in the foreword because it's there. I've just started skipping it. Just going right to chapter one. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's I never like, read the... I know yeah. I probably won't finish this thing. So I may as well just get into it. I you know? never read the yeah, intros. The, I, I'll read an intro sometimes if it's not too long. The forewords, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I don't really care to read because it's just like... It's just some other dude that's supposed to be popular that's just hyping up the author. And you're just like, well, I already bought the book. Dude. Does it have you to don't be sell a me. dude, though? Yeah, Wow. Women can wow. be dudes. Pretty insensitive. Well, that's true. <laughs> Ever seen Good Burger? I'm a dude. She's a dude. Stupid. He's a dude. Because we're all dudes. Did you see that, Gabby? Yeah. Did you see it on an orange Nickelodeon VHS? I don't. I don't know. Probably you remember not. those? Yeah. Oh yeah. They were like those. the coolest tapes. Yeah. I definitely had the Rugrats movie. Rugrats was also on that, orange. Yeah. Yeah. Rugrats. I, we didn't actually have Good Burger. We, a friend had it, and then we had what was it, Madeline or something on the orange VHS. That was Matilda? Matilda, that was it. Yeah, Madeline. I was like, Madeline. Yeah, that one, you know. I was, I was lost in Madeline. That sounds like some, like, it was close psycho enough. Justin got it. Crazy child. I just can't believe you said Madeline. Who doesn't know Matilda? It's all right. We're going to let it go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for make, it's a, not making me say these things on air that I don't want to say. I haven't watched Matilda in a long time, but... I just feel like if I were to watch it again, I'd just be like, this is mad creepy, dude. Did they make a new one recently? It's like, why this Matilda? headmaster got like this torture dude, but kids are, in her office? Dude, do you know what's I funny? Know. I don't think creepy even phases kids anymore. Have you seen some of the stuff on YouTube kids watch? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. The animation that just makes you feel uncomfortable. It's weird. They're just like, mm. what is this? And then the kids are like, haha, see, isn't this funny? I'm like, no, I'm unsettled. I want to go throw up. Dude, I watched this little clip. It was like, it was one of those like conspiracy clips about Disney and how like, if you, if you reflect Disney upside down, like, like from the bottom, like devil or something, it spells wicked. And then, uh, and and there's this like old Disney clip of Mickey making Swiss cheese. Dude's got a straight up boner. And he's just banging cheese. Oh, yeah. Look up the clip. It's disturbing. I'm looking at it. And it's from like old school Disney. What would you recommend searching? Mickey. Mickey makes Swiss cheese. Okay. Mickey makes Swiss cheese. Mickey. And I mean, they're not even hiding it. It's just like, Uh, he's just (laughs) Mickey Mickey Boner Swiss. Yeah. I'll turn the volume off. Yeah. I'm just saying. (laughs) You're just like washing. You're like, give her all the. Oh, my God. Is it a thing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's doing he's doing the cheese. <laughs> he's putting the holes in the Swiss cheese. That's what I'm saying. With Look. the no, he's with not. The, you yeah. know what? Oh yeah, dude. You see, I'm it? telling you, these dark rabbit holes, man. And Walt Disney was also with 33. Look at his cheeks. He's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, is he wearing like a belt that just has a thing on it? It doesn't look like a Bro, belt. That's a... And why is his face doing that then, too? Okay, hold on. That's a pecker. <laughs> is this like a for real old thing? I've seen it a bunch <laughs> oh of places. Oh, my gosh. Or is it like something I mean, someone made? That would like predate... You know what I mean? Like, you know how someone could just make something like that yeah. as kind of like a smear? You well, know, that's the hard part about anything these video. days is like deep fakes <laughs> and stuff. You yeah. Just, how do you I've know, seen that a bunch of places. How do you know they didn't just go to some video AI and was like, hey, Mickey Mickey pecking holes in cheese with his pecker? <laughs> it's fair. Well, that's the hard part. You know, I mean, no, you, nothing's real anymore because the deep fakes, you can make everything that's, look that's so real. The weirdest. A lot of the comments say Mickey's wicked. Dude, that's you, the bro. weirdest thing ever. It's a creepy rabbit hole. Just, oh, just stay away. Just stay away. Dang. It's wild. That's And hilarious. Walt Disney was a 33rd degree Freemason, which is like the highest level. Cool. Oh, yeah. Love that. Dude, I, if I was like the head of that group, I'd be like, hey, you get an honorary 33 degree right there. You honorary. Know? No, because it's like, hey, how how good does it look? Oh, yeah. You know, Walt's with us. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the brotherhood. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know if his ascension predates Disney or. Do you think his body is is frozen underneath a Masonic temple? Yes. Walt, maybe. Yeah. He froze his body underneath Disney World. I don't think that's. I I think I think they disproved that though. Dang, that's too bad. Someone said they disproved it. You know, yeah. You never know. See the receipts. Mm. They do have that underground tunnel system. I just don't trust. How do you know there's anymore. not like a little wooden door that says Walt Disney is frozen inside here? <laughs> I doubt it would have like a sign on it and said that. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a sign that you can only see with a black light or like invisible ink or something. You know, probably buried him with some Swiss cheese. A lighter up. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled real bad down there. Yeah, the original inspiration for that whole thing. That is the. I'm still. That's nuts. I can't yeah. get over that. I'm stuck cartoon. on that. I'm gonna send that to Rachel. <laughs> get the word out he's a pervert put it on instagram you should bring awareness did you see anything or have you seen the i know people listening to this that will google that like right now and just mickey be like, making you be swiss cheese that's what it's called yep do it i mean don't do that but don't do it, it. <laughs> <laughs> man I, i'm trying to think it's also a- not even plausible there's no way you're I'm trying to think that of a, real. I'm trying to think of a cheese soft enough that would work with brie. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like brie, fresh out the oven. Brie soft. Or like yeah, like fresh mozzarella, that's soft. But you would need like a rock hard, you know, thing going on. <laughs> or or a lot of fours. <laughs> I just Let's yeah. move on from this one yeah, too, yeah. Said, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I apologize for getting us into the weeds. <laughs> Getting us into the cheese. Dick sand. <laughs> Rachel said she's seen that. That's she's funny. seen it? She's yeah. never showed you? I know. Yeah, I feel disrespected. Yeah, that's so disrespectful. That's crazy. How would you not show that to someone if you saw it? I'm showing it to Christina as soon as I get home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, what did um, uh, what did we talk about last time? Because we were, I feel like we were in a groove because we, was it last time we recorded pretty long? Yeah, to too long an hour yeah yeah there was that one thing you sent me uh that three hour the thing you were just listening to duncan oh duncan on the joe rogan yeah that what was that little clip that you had me listen to yeah because they were basically like you know like dunk if you're familiar with these guys duncan uh is it robinson right 
Duncan Trestle. Duncan, Duncan Trestle. Robinson plays for the Heat. Yep. <laughs> I was like, close. I lost his last name for a second. It was the first thing that came to my mind. So yeah, Duncan <laughs> Trestle. <laughs> you said it. You said it with such conviction. I was like, am I wrong? <laughs> that was like the only word in my brain. I was like, Robinson. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Duncan. Duncan for Rogan's two thousandth episode. He had Duncan Trussell on and. Um, if you, anyone's familiar with those guys, you know, they're, they're kind of more experimental when it comes to like plant medicines and mushrooms and all that kind of stuff. So, um, somehow they got on the topic of mushrooms and then Duncan went on this, like, go ahead. So Duncan goes on this little like tangent. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know if this is helpful. Um, That's funny. It's helpful for the people listening. They don't know that I'm. What is it? Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's just Rachel responding. I didn't want to interrupt you. I oh, interrupted true. you anyways. No, you're good. Um, Go ahead and read it. What did she say? No, I told her. I was like, you never showed you never showed me the video of Mickey? Like, why? That's not right. She said, I didn't think you would think it was funny. It was a couple weeks ago. I was like, well, you don't even know me. Like, I thought you knew me then. Just call off the engagement. Oh, dang. Oh, shoot. No. The ripple. Anyways, Duncan, not Robinson. There's still flies in this coffee. Duncan Trussell. Um, Just protein, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Take it to the dome. I think, aren't they trying to make uh, food out of bugs now? Fly-free coffee? Yeah, I hope so. Wouldn't surprise me if you're getting... No, dude, I mean, you look at Bill Gates... No, all these shows that you see, like, people going out into other countries, like, uh, what was it, Vietnam or something like that, they eat, like, tarantulas they eat crickets they eat like grasshoppers those, those, yeah. those duck eggs that are like basically there's a there's an embryo in there yeah no nope. crazy Ugh. first of all how do you catch that many insects that's impressive second of all it's gross i don't love it yeah yeah it's wild anyways justin um sorry oh yeah, so Duncan, so Duncan they kind of get on the topic of uh psychedelics and little mushrooms and stuff like that. They're just talking. Mm-hmm. And then Duncan Trussell goes on this little tangent that was actually really insightful. And he basically talks about how, like before you even like get to the mushrooms or anything like on that level that could also ultimately be like mind altering or where it like kind of leads to like potentially other dimensions where you're kind of seeing stuff that you don't normally see or thinking things you don't normally think. He was talking about because he also just just so people understand, like I mean, if you're not familiar with Duncan Trussell, it's um, he he does like believe in God and stuff. I mean, maybe not like Christian God. He believes like, in yeah. He like believes in a higher God. power. And yeah, right. And he calls it God all the time, and he talks yeah, about yeah, Jesus yeah. a lot too, and the Bible and all that stuff. Right. Um. But yeah, go ahead. Um. So basically, he goes on this little kind of spiel about how, like, before you get to that point of like considering opening your mind to like whatever comes on the other side of, you know, psilocybin or one of those sort of journeys. He talks about how he references the concept of like, do not have or make for yourself like another idol, like from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And at first he was like confused because he was like, what's the big deal? Like, why would the infinite all loving God care if we're throwing flowers at a cow? Like what, why does it matter? Yeah. And he was like, the more I sat with it and the older I've gotten. Yeah, because I've heard that too, where like people will say, well, is this God insecure or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what he's saying is basically what he believes that like essentially is like meaning or, or what he believes it means at this point in his life is like, don't let anyone else 
trick you into believing that like they're God or that like they have a better line to God than you. Like mm-hmm. don't listen to it. Like a middleman who says like, I can sell you God. It's yeah. like get to God through me. Like the whole point was like, don't have idols. It's not like a so much of a corporate thing for like a nation, but it's like an individual thing in terms of like, don't ever let anyone trick you into thinking that like they have a better line of access to God than you do or that you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a lot of the issues we see in religion and you know churches today. It's like, it goes back to that like secondary revelation type of experience where it's like, you're, you're basically digesting a meal that some other person has already eaten like spiritually. Yeah. I just talked about this the other day, Christina, because I I've had that issue all like, it's just, there's too many people as much as they try not to make it this way. There's too many people that are just like, Oh man, I got to get into church next week and get, get fed or get this or that. And it's Mm -hmm. just like that whole, like get fed that whole idea. It's just like, you're already going there thinking that, you're depending on someone to feed you like spoon feed you. Right? Well, cause yeah, boil that down to like, what are you really saying is like, I'm maybe it's not necessarily I'm too lazy or I'm too unmotivated or I'm not inspired enough to like actually figure it out for myself. So I just want to go listen to this dude who's devoted his life to it so I can get, you know, the 30 minute version and kind of feel like I kind of got it. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, like that term, because going back to that term, it's just like, I don't know where that even started. The whole it's like just consumerism, man. Well, yeah, it's just like, cause you, yeah, you're treating church like a business that you need to get something out of. Like you're investing 30 minutes of your time. Yeah. And it's a trans, it's just transaction. You know who would have been a good pastor? JFK. Mm-hmm. That's not what your church can do for you, but you, what you can do for your church. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like that would have been that, that's the mentality people should have. Right. Well, I think, I mean, and we've talked about this topic many, many times, but I think it, it goes back to that whole concept of like, when you make the Sunday morning experience about the visitor and not about the family and the community, then you're going to inevitably exploit the community in the hopes of attracting visitors. Yeah. Right. And so what's the end goal? Do you just, you, do you want more butts and seats? Cause that translates to more ties and givings. So you can have a bigger budget, get a bigger building. Like it's like, once you, once you just get into that territory, it's like, it becomes very, like, it becomes very difficult to discern like motives and intention. Cause it's like, you know, just as much as it's important for us to not think that we need a middleman to get to God, it's equally as challenging for someone that's in that position that, I mean, growing up in it, you know, they, I mean, I, when you saw the lingo, like I was called into the ministry summer camp 2002 like you pinpoint to a date and then you just like i don't know how a natural person or normal person would go through that and not start to like latch on to like the narcissistic tendencies that would come to that so i think that's part of the challenge when you read a lot of the the religious texts it's like you always have like the nation and then the priests and the leaders so it's like we naturally believe that like god just chooses certain people and then that means some people are more important than others or you create this hierarchy and it's like, I understand why we do that. Cause we're human. And that makes sense. There's, there's a lot of narcissists in church. I mean, leadership level, a lot dealt with a lot. 
continue to deal with a lot. Well, because they, and I, I don't even blame them. I mean, they come from conditioning and like an upbringing that tells them like you're special because you were chosen and God called you to do this. So now you're going to lead these, these people, these sheep. I will say, I mean, it's not everybody. I, there are some people who are very genuine about, and that's clear. Like it's right. usually, but you can typically point people out pretty, pretty quick. Like, oh, okay. Is this guy a narcissist? Yeah, clearly. Well, it's just tough. Cause you, it's very rare that you would hear like a, a head pastor or lead pastor really talk from that position of like humility where he's actually saying like, I'm no different than any of you. I have just prioritized this in my life to the point that that's all I want to do. But it's like any of you can do what I'm doing. Like I'm not special. Like there's a, there's a poem. I think it was William Ernest Henley called Invictus in the last couple lines. He basically says like, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. And like when I think about stuff like that, it's like I think religion often can lead lead people into this place of like because God's in control. It's like it just a, a lot of time people will move into this place where they just absolve themselves of like their responsibility in like pursuing like their dreams and their fate. Mm-hmm. And we just think that like God has just chosen it for us. So it's like whatever it is just is and whatever. Like there's nothing I can do about it. But it's like, the more I think about it, I'm like, no, we, we all have this like sense of the divine within us. And we, there's countless stories of people who have just decided to like, but you know, draw the line in the sand and take action. And I mean, they accomplish incredible things. And I mean, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it happens pretty quick. It's like, I mean, like floating down a river you just jump in it. Eventually it'll take you there. You could also swim. Like, it doesn't matter. You get to the same place. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you're going to, it doesn't, I, I, I also, I mean, growing up around a lot of people like in youth group who I know aren't doing ministry now, but you know, always said at camp, like, Oh, I've been called. And it's Mm -hmm. like, were you really? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see, let's peel back the layers and see how real this is, you know? So yeah. Well, it's any other community. It's like being on a sports team. You know, it's like we all pick captains for our teams once you get into like, you know, varsity or, you know, high school, college level stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, that translates to the spiritual community. You're just on a different team. And so it's like your captains are like the few people who are like, God has called me to do this for the rest of my life. So it's like you're trying to assume a leadership position within the community. And again, I mean, who knows? I'm not coming at anyone's like intentions or motives, but I'm going to come. Sorry, <laughs> I need to put that on one of these buttons. Yeah, and we, don't, then, we don't even use those buttons. I know we can refresh. Christina, we can Christina said they were annoying. So I just gotta get the. Maybe I overdid it. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. So I need to put Trump on this one and Kamala on this one. Just do not come. <laughs> I'm gonna come. All right. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you there, but. I wonder, like I was thinking as you were talking, like I wonder if there's, and I've been trying not to interrupt you as much today. Am I doing okay? Great job. Great job, JJ. Thank you. She she, like freaking pay attention. Um, (laughs) That was an auto response and I could tell. Um, (laughs) So I, I wonder if there's a correlation between people who are in that, like I've been chosen, I'm special and they act helpless to the call. Right. Mm -hmm. And just follow it how they end up as a person who's in, you know, a, you know, ministry leader position. Right. And then compared to someone who maybe got the call, but went on their own journey 
mm-hmm. didn't necessarily, but like ended up coming back or whatever, or kind of like basically felt it out for themselves, figured out who they are mm-hmm. and, and found their way into ministry that, or maybe they weren't called and they found their way into ministry after like living life. Right. And doing mm-hmm. some stuff. I wonder if there's a correlation between that first person and the second person. Right. Because the, I have a feeling, a gut feeling and that, that first person is likely that person that is that narcissist that feels like they've been told their whole life they're special, all that stuff. Or someone gives them a prophecy. Yeah. I mean, and then part of the culture. And then the second person is like the guy who's like, Hey man, I've screwed up because then mm-hmm. that, that first person, he may go his whole life without really making any huge, what the world would consider big mistakes. Right. Like, and so like they may seem spotless. And so like, they're all like self, um, you know, absorbed. I mean, I can think of examples of people in my head. That's why I'm, mm-hmm. you know, of, of who I know followed the path all the way from, or even like those same people, like if they ever do find themselves, like the people who kind of just try to get it early and run with it and try to be like the prodigies. Yeah. You know, it's, I've seen it. It's like a lot of times you end up with people like that who end up having these challenges or failures and often because their whole life is basically the reputation, you know, it's like you're faced with literally coming forward and being honest and allowing your life to basically crumble or just hiding mm-hmm. and hoping no one finds out, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like on the flip side, if you're, if you're kind of struggling with it and you, you kind of are forced to wrestle with a lot of these things throughout the years, Like if it is something that you choose to come back to, I feel like it's like the conviction is essentially it's like, it's something you really fought for. So it's like this deep thing within you where not that you're going to be perfect, but it's like, you just approach it with more humility and you're just like, you're not just trying to put on this front or worry about your reputation. It's like, I've already, I'm already been the guy in the pit. you know, in the Valley, whatever, you know, reference you want to use. Or it could be a guy who was like called and then like fought God about it or something, you know, what didn't accept it right away. I think that's Mm -hmm. also valuable too. I mean, for me, the biggest difference is it's, it's like, you can tell immediately from the stage and it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's like condescending and talking down to versus speaking with authority. Like you don't, you can speak with authority and not have to be like condescending. There's a lot of pastors that are like, speak to the church as if they're children, mm-hmm. right? You know, or like, you know, someone in their teens and it's just like, all right, well, you know, blah, 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 Bible says this. And, you know, let me tell you a story about me. Um, yeah. Like, and then it's like, you can tell when people are genuine. Yeah. I just, I think there's a big difference between telling people how to behave and what to think versus encouraging people to just connect to source or to creator or to whatever that is and really trust them to work that stuff out and let it really be like their revelation more so than it's just, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, a 10 good clips on a Sunday from a great, you know, passage that you can post on social media and try to grow your following all this stuff. It's like the, the, and maybe it's a good and a bad thing. So it's like, it's again, it's that like Rorschach test where it's just like, okay, I really, I have no judgment for people who do it both ways, but it's like when I see it being done and there's so much emphasis on like the promotion side and like the building, the brand side, it's like, all right, not for me. Mm-hmm. I respect what you're doing. And I understand that end of the day, like this is 
I mean, you can't get around. I mean, it's a business and, and they have tax exempt status. So well, there's a lot of benefits to, yeah. to doing what they do. I feel like it's like you look at, I feel like people just gotten so far away in the Christian church have gotten so far away of like, what would Jesus do? Which simple, very simple. And mm-hmm. I don't, I forget who like coined that phrase or whatever, but the thing is, it's like legend. Yeah. But it's like, it's a thing like, <laughs> You look at everything in your life, if you're like person in leadership or something like that, like I'd be asking myself all the freaking time, like, would Jesus do this? Would Jesus spend a hundred grand on this? Would, would, you know, is, is this something that would be important? You know, maybe, I guess maybe in today's age he would, who knows, but it's just like that, that check is something I feel like people aren't doing anymore. Well, I think it's, it's unfortunate, but, but they're happy to tell people in the church to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, I think part of it too is because of how connected we are with the internet and social media. It's like, it's like the Hillsong effect. And you know, we've all seen kind of the stuff that they're going through now, Yeah. but it's like when you put so much of an emphasis on the brand and the global strategy and all this stuff, then you start to like peel back the layers and you're like, Oh dang, this thing was low key rotten at the core. Like that's, I think often you can get sidetracked and you just kind of, neglect like the things that are most important and other things become more important. And then the danger with that is, you know, everyone else in that world who's trying to also grow a brand because problem is you could be growing it for the best of intentions because you think it's going to help you reach more people and do more good, you know? And, but then like the challenges. Yeah. You, you the average person, yeah. The average person just like sees that and sees how successful it is. And then instead of like, a a pastor going straight to God and trying to get like wisdom and revelation for leading like his church. They're just like, Oh dang, this guy's crushing it like this. Let's just like plug and play that model. Let's like, and it's like, it's again, it's not a bad thing that they do it because I know they're doing it from the, the right place. But like a lot of these bigger churches will like release their sermon series and like the sermon notes and all the media files that go with it for like bumpers and all like the, the videos like that correlate with the sermon series, which I think in the long term is destructive. Like you're, you're basically, and I know pastors, they're mostly new pastors that would just, you know, take that stuff and use it and not rely at all on their own discernment or anything and just be like, well, just copy paste and that's it. Well, cause yeah, when I, when I see people do that, they just like, like same jokes, like an all, like you're just like, it's nauseating. Yeah. Well, cause when I see people do that, I'm just like, why, why would I even, why am I even here? I can just watch that other guy online. Yeah. If that's really who the pastor is, who's actually doing this. And then yeah. at the same time, you're just like, but no one knows. Usually the small churches and like, right. people just don't know. Well, and, why, and then it's like, how am I supposed to trust you if you don't even trust yourself yeah. to like get a word from God for, cause it's like, this world is so big and unique and different. It's like, I think a lot of it's laziness. I mean, it's just a lot, it is a lot of work to come up with stuff from scratch to talk about, you know? So well, that's, that's why people just don't want to put the work in. Like you have guys like, um, like a Bill Johnson out at Bethel or even like Michael at Jesus image. Like these I mean, guys, Bill's probably like my favorite big church pastor. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Cause it's just like, he's not like him or Judah, him or Judah. Yeah. Judah's good. But like he's not planning out sermon series like a year out and he's not doing like, you know, series on giving around the holidays. Like he's not like trying in any way to manipulate people. It's like when I listen to him, you just get this. I get this feeling that it's like this dude is just legit and on a, on a, 
on a Saturday night, I have no doubt that like if he felt like he was supposed to go in a different direction, he'd just totally change everything. And he never uses notes. He'll literally start with like a verse and then mm -hmm. he just goes into it just and he unpacks. just unpacks it. And it's a lot of the same with Michael where you're just like, this dude just lives it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's not stressing throughout the week trying to come up with some catchy slogan or new sermon series. That's going to get more people in the doors. Cause it's like, you know, dealing with all the cultural struggles and problems that we're facing, you know, it's, it's yeah. to me, it's just like a deeper version of, but then, you know, you look at what it breeds and I mean, I don't know. It's to each person to, to, to judge an experience, but yeah, no, that's cool with, um, I don't know if you ever talked to Rachel about her. No, no, she doesn't want to talk about it. It's been, it's been so long. Well, I just wonder like if she feels like she got anything valuable from her religious upbringing at all, if she took any of the good parts or anything she feels like, but yeah, maybe I mean, it's not like she like doesn't have any, any beliefs anymore. We just, well, I mean, she seems to have good values, right? Like you go, you guys aren't like gangbangers and, you know, you're not stealing, you don't know what stealing I do. or whatever. I don't know what I do outside of this office. Bro, I'll keep the mask in my core. Oh, okay. In the, gat in the back seat. I'll be banging the gangs. <laughs> uh. Pegging the homies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. She, I mean, she still has, she still has her beliefs, but we don't, I mean, obviously we don't go to church. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. Um, we're kind of the end. I wouldn't tell you a story. I was going to tell you over there, but. Not a story. It's just a whatever thing. Um, but basically, I don't know if I told you this yet, but like, uh, you know, like, well, Cedar Point, I like, talk about all the time. Like Justin's been there. It's the big roller coaster park. Um, there's a ride called Maverick there. That's like this. It's just like a double launch coaster, similar to Velocicoaster, if you've been on that or heard of it. So there, that was built in 2007. Originally, there was this like roll element that was supposed to be part of it. Uh, that put too much stress on the train and the track and like the guy wrote it and he was like, yeah, this is not pleasant. Mm -hmm. So they ended up taking it out and making that part more subtle. But there was this like hundred foot section of track. That's like just this roll that just got basically scrapped, but it's just sitting. And I didn't know this because I knew about the original element that's supposed to be in it, but it's like Adina, which is a construction company that builds roller coasters is based out of Mansfield, Ohio. And this like random, this random track piece of like, I mean, a lot of people's like favorite ride in the world is like sitting just in their weeds in the back of their property. And we so like, get it. and yes, I want to. So a bunch of enthusiasts will go sneak on the property, take pictures and stuff and post them and all that. Yeah. I'm just How like, how heavy do you think it is? Lots of heavy. Um, I don't know, but it's a hundred foot long piece of like oh. roller coaster track. Yeah. We ain't getting it. Like a C, know. like AC one thirty, <laughs> drop in there with like military. The thing grade. is, though, like you would need like Air one support. of those like wide, like those multi part trailers that they use to transport, like um, you know those windmill blades and stuff, probably. Mm. But like it's it's how cool. I was talking to Nathan. I was like, well, we have an Optimus. Like, how cool would it be just to have like a hundred foot piece of roller coaster history, like on going the length of our building, like inside. It'd be epic. Freaking crazy. I but can't imagine how much that would cost. Just to get it down here. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nuts. You'd have to literally like build the building around it. No, no. I mean, just you just have, apart. I mean, we'd have some roll up doors. No, you could, you could get in. It's transporting it. How would you do that? Yeah, I know nothing. Cause about it's only about, it's a hundred feet's only about the length of, uh, well, it's not, it's not quite the depth of this building. 
So that'd be gnarly. It's pretty long, but it's just like, I don't know. It would be wild. So if anyone has any ideas or knows anyone who knows how to ship like a wide load or like <laughs> an oversized load, I mean, it's not wide, it's oversized. Oh, we know how to ship a wide load. Oh boy. <laughs> Do we? Um, anyway, I just thought it was a cool story. It's literally five minutes from where I grew up. That's crazy. I'm definitely yeah, going wild. there when I get back. Just, tres- just trespassing at the crap out of that property. Yeah. It's oh, it's like, trespassing, so, uh, but people do it a lot. So did they oh. buy it? or did it, like? No, no, they they manufactured the roller coaster. So, oh, when, so they, they had to take it. the piece out and replace it with something else, but it's like they just had that piece. So it's like sitting behind, like someone on Google Earth randomly found it. I don't, I mean, someone must have just done the research on it because they built like crazy. Maverick, they built Gatekeeper, um, they built some other ones uh, for Intamin. They They've done, uh, they did... Uh, no one knows the name of roller coasters like you do, JJ. Thank you. Um, <laughs> super fans do. Yeah. But, yeah. They built, um, what is it? Cheetah Hunt. all these names. Over in uh, Bush Gardens, Tampa. You guys need to get out more to these parks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with the Cedar Point. Hip. Ones, I'm poor. Roller coasters be fun. <laughs> well, what's cool is like, you know, uh, SeaWorld does like that fun card. It's like a hundred bucks. You go a whole year, right? Like you yeah, just need to go SeaWorld. with someone with a pat. Well, Oh, SeaWorld and Bush Gardens, if you got like a combo pass, like that'd be fairly affordable. And it's like, I mean, they're, they have good roller coasters. You can get a combo pass of SeaWorld and Bush Gardens? I think you can get it through SeaWorld, not through Bush Gardens, Uh but uh, Bush Gardens owns Do they have a SeaWorld over in Tampa or like where uh, Bush Gardens is? No. Is it Winter Haven or is it Tampa? It's Uh, Tampa. uh, SeaWorld is right off of I-4. No, 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 yeah. Bush Gardens. Uh, Bush Gardens in Tampa. Yeah. It's in the middle of the ghetto. Really weird place for a parks, but you go in, you don't, I mean, it's just, it's a whatever, like, no, I like, yeah, I like Bush Gardens. I like Bush Gardens too. We don't need to go there. How long you been since you've been there? So you haven't rode Gwazi or any of that? It's probably been like three years. So you haven't rode Iron Gwazi? No, I think they were, they were working on that last time we were there. So did you ride a uh, cheetah hunt? Maybe. The like green, I said, the I don't green remember one? what the, his roller coaster, <laughs> it's, the it's only roller green. coaster it's I know a... the name of is the Shikra one. Okay, that one's good too. That's the dive coaster, roller coaster, cheetah hunt. It's green with yellow supports, huh? What do you mean? They don't always color them based on the theme. It's the colors pop. It looks it's it's a good cheetah hunt because it's a good it's a good looking roller coaster. (laughs) We will, but I like the one called the Montu. Montu is the inverted one. That one sounds familiar, actually. Uh, That one's the like yellow and blue one. It's inverted, like you're under the track. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's yeah. a fantastic one. Cedar Point has an inverted one called a Raptor I really like, but Monty yeah, is like sick. cool because it's a bunch of near misses and stuff. Like it's pretty neat. I had to go back with my contacts. I, I've never been to a, like I've never been on roller coasters without my, without my glasses. And it's, I thought you meant contacts like my peeps. Oh, yeah. I need to go back with my that's contacts. The new slang. <laughs> I'm going to have to take my contacts downtown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you have to just hold the glasses on? Yeah, I'm like, like sitting here like this. I'm like, like <laughs> <laughs> don't fall off. Yeah. Well, you don't have those. Like they don't have the straps that you can do, like tie them back I can, your head. But dude, like I'm already gay, bro. Like I'm not trying to catch any more attention. <laughs> you go rec specs. You get those sweet. Like, I feel like you could hide it under your hair, though. Like you just put it back and just throw your hair over it. No maybe, one would even know. Maybe, but I have contacts now, so that's great. Put my contacts in. We need to go. go I need to go. Contacts. We need to go to a roller coaster park so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm about it. I, I think SeaWorld Bush Gardens is a good starter. And then we can I think start Bush doing we the should, trips. Bush and then we could go to Carowinds in Charlotte. And then we could go to Kings Island. 
Cincinnati, and then we go to Cedar Point, and then Virginia, Did you see that video ha- Virginia of the one has some. Where like the pillar, like they had a, vid- a video of the of the people like going around the corner when they went around the corner, like the pillar, like, like it broke off. Did yeah, you see that video? So that was Fury 325. That's in, I hate him. That's in Carolyn's. <laughs> I hate him so much. What? Not surprised. Did you like, when you saw the video, did you already know what roller coaster it was or you looked it up? Yeah. Cause it was on the title. Oh, okay. I mean, I, well. I, I would recognize it. I, there's a lot I can recognize. Um, but like, that's a, that's, that's, that's a, so that's an over 300 foot coaster that goes over 90 miles. And it's a very, it's, that was it, terrifying. That video of, yeah. of it. Oh, nope. but it is like, things are over-engineered though. So it's like, it could break, it could shear off. And I, but it, the other supports people that could, are locked people in. like they'd catch it before like another train, like, you know, yeah. it would be okay. But yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cool. There is one I need to show you. We'll get off air here. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll see you hopefully next week. Bye. Bye.